Hi everyone, this is Drew Freeman, and welcome to this special episode of the Ray Wenderlich Podcast. This episode was recorded live on stage at RW DevCon on Friday, April 6th. As a result, the audio might not be as clear as we typically try to make it. We really hope you'll enjoy this episode as we peel away the curtain and give you a behind-the-scenes look at the podcast, tell you a couple of exciting things that occurred last season, and tell you about some of the really interesting changes coming up for next season, Season 8. I also really wanted to take this moment to thank you, the listeners of the show. So, with that done... Let's start that music. Ray? Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ray, and welcome to the RayWenderlich.com podcast. In this podcast, we'll keep you up to date with the latest app development tech talk. Now, here are your hosts, Drew and Janie. Thanks, Ray. This is the Ray Wenderlich podcast. Welcome to episode zero of season 7.5. I am here with my ever-effervescent partner, Delia, uh. and her human, you didn't do the thing in Hex. I was going to riff you on that. Oh, yes, yes. Well, how do you... Okay, so so season 7.5 in binary would be uh, 0111.1. Oh, see, that, that was the thing I was going to riff you about. You totally like like cut out all of my, my jokes that I was going to make. Okay, what were you going to say? Well, you were going to do it in Hex, and I was going to go, shouldn't we upgrade the binary? Fair enough. Well, that was the whole thing, was that when you asked me how am I going to say the season number, I was going to, I had no idea. It was, yeah. I had to go to binary. Aren't you guys so happy that you're skipping the open spaces for this? <laughs> <laughs> but this is sort of a, a mid-season or between-season episode, because we have a lot of information about what happened in season seven, and we have a lot of information about what's going to be coming up in season eight, which will start in about a month or two. Um, I am Drew Freeman, and I had the pleasure of, of picking up this podcast after it had been down for about nine months, and I, I was asked to interview a whole bunch of people who were also interested in podcasting and, uh, and working on the podcast. And after going through about 12, 15 people, uh, Janie really was one of our standout people and wound up being my co-host, partner in crime, partner in grime. It was just... Somebody who really I liked riffing off of. I have actually a background in, oh, we both do, but I have a background in, in media production. I was a theater major. I wound up doing computers because I paid more than waiting tables. And um, I went to school for journalism, and I couldn't find a journalism job, so I went back to school for a video editing and audio engineering job because I decided to uh, double down on the whole media thing because I assumed that everything was going to continue to go swimmingly. And then three weeks after I finished my audio engineering degree, uh, the Great Recession hit, and every place I thought I was going to go work at went out of business. So went into programming because I decided that it was time to grow up and try to actually be a responsible adult and do something, like, adult-ish. That clearly didn't work out, so... <laughs> yeah, and we both wound up in the podcast. Um, some of the people who auditioned for the podcast wound up being our guests for the season, and the general structure of the show was basically a 40-minute episode where 20 minutes, one of our guests would talk about a tech they were interested in, and then for the other 20 minutes, one of us was on the hot seat. So our guests who would show up for two episodes had two tech they had to come up with, and we came up with six tech each. Yeah. And you could tell where our emphasis lied as, or lay as Janie did graphics and metal and machine learning and all of this low-level stuff. And me being a generalist, it was like, um, here's a simple Cocoa framework. And that's where things went from. Now, I also edited the shows. And sometimes during the shows, you may hear barking or squeaky toys. So <laughs> would you like to actually explain the third member of our crew? Oh, you're talking about um, Olive? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and Delia, to some extent. But. 
So yeah, like I, I, I have dogs, and like as you can see, I, I bring one of them with me when I go places. Uh, the other one isn't here because she's Michigana. Um, <laughs> and like I, I don't know, like like people know that I have dogs. Like, they're a thing that I talk about, and so like I don't usually cut them out of my podcasting because people know that they're there, and I just kind of assume that people know that the dogs are there, and so like I'm horribly inconsiderate to Drew, and I create all of these noises that he has to then try to edit out. And then I yell at him, go, dude, what did you edit out for? It was great. But if you go back through the season seven notes for each episode, I don't just put notes on the technologies. I put notes on our references. I put notes on things that I have to deal with. So you will find episodes where one of the notes is squeaky toys, and it's a list to, I think, an Amazon, an Amazon store that sells dog squeaky toys. We, as I've said, picked this up after about a nine-month hiatus, uh, and that was because Jake and Mick, after doing this for six seasons, over four years, had basically said, we're running out of stuff and it's a lot of energy so the show went dormant for about nine months we picked it back up and I, I got permission to, to say this we had for season seven in downloads 100,000 downloads of our season we were just shy it was really close 98.2 with that was another 25,000 downloads of all the previous shows so we'd had an overall growth this worked out to about 7,000 hits an episode. And the old seasons, we were getting about 4,500 hits an episode. So we basically, we're up like 30%, and it really makes us happy. We actually have downloads from over 126 different countries. I didn't know there were that many in the world. <laughs> oh, you sang it one day when United we- United States, Canada, yeah. Mexico. So, um, admittedly, half of our listeners are from the US, but we have 10,000 downloads coming from the UK, 5,000 from Germany and Canada each, four, nearly 5,000 from Australia. So it's wonderful to know that we have another way to bring the technology and the ideas and the general practices of Ray Wenderlich out to that many people. And we're really looking forward to things that are coming next season. So let me talk about how we put this thing together because this is in part the, the old statement of do you really want to see how the sausage is made? It's a 40-minute episode with 20 sections, uh, 20 sections, with two 20-minute sections. And this involves first making sure that we can coordinate everybody to be there on recording night. And for me, recording night is usually at about 9.30 Eastern, and that's because 11-year-old goes to bed at 9 o'clock Eastern. And 11-year-old also goes unconscious in about five to 10 minutes, so I don't have to worry about telling him to turn Minecraft off in the background. Or to look for marshmallows. Or look for marshmallows. <laughs> when I auditioned Janie, I had just bought some marshmallows and hidden them, and Aiden would come in and he'd wave to everybody. And so we start recording at about 9.30. We go about two and a half to three hours. And during that time, we sort of acclimate the guests to our personality. Which is hard. And if they don't run away, and if they haven't rescheduled, because sometimes anything can come up, we've rescheduled. We've actually had recording sessions that have finished up. I think the tightest was 
eight days before the show had to go out. And that, that can be scary, because I haven't even gotten into that part yet. We record for about two and a half hours. We get about an hour and a quarter of material for 20-minute sections. Because you, you have to go in and, and you know, edit out all of the, the, the pug noises and the bad jokes. <laughs> the pug noises, the bad jokes. The swearing. <laughs> but yeah, let me talk about the editing, because my job is, when I'm editing this, is to really help you hear the technologies, get something out of it. So I want to get rid of, there are lots of different types of podcasts. There are conversational ones, there are news ones. But what's really important is like the, the tutorials and everything else that you can walk away from this going, I didn't know that. I've learned something. And the other thing I want to do is I want to make our guests and our hosts sound more intelligent than they possibly are. Um, so you'll hear me say things like, um, so, and that will get cut. One of my favorite things is to ask a person, it's like, so when you're working with Block Kit, do you feel that this is a problem? And he says, you know, I haven't actually worked with that part of Block Kit. It's like, okay, that's out. And all of a sudden, that person, we never bring up that part of the thing. Well, one thing that's been nice is like, I've done, I did uh, NS Brief before I did this, and I've had uh, interviews with people where the person just did not say, like, like they would not communicate anything where you say, like, so tell me why you're an expert or something. Oh, I'm not really an expert. Okay, well, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Why would I want to talk about anything? And it's like, oy vey. And, and Janie and I really, our responsibility is beforehand to know the text. Because whoever is talking, the other two people, and this is also when the guest is listening to one of us talk tech, we basically have to keep the show going forward. And that sometimes means you're going on infinitum, you need to stop for a second, we'll cut them off, we'll interrupt, and then we back up and we don't necessarily, you, you never hear the interruption. And when we're joking, I actually will take it and I will edit the laughter. Not to, to make it sound like we're laughing more or laughing less, but try to make it so that the laughter doesn't go over what's being said. Because when you laugh in a group, sometimes the laughter and you didn't hear what the other person said. So it's more important that you know, I stagger things a little so it's clear. Um, so one thing to be clear about is that we all have our own separate audio tracks, and then we have like a master track of everything kind of mixed together. And then Drew has to go in and like try to coordinate all four of these tracks to try to get something that's coherent out the door and onto the uh, podcast. And in podcasting, that has the unfortunate name Double Ender, which means that it's being recorded at both ends. Um, I actually do two records. I record my microphone directly, and I'm recording our, our Skype session as a reference so I know how to line everybody up. And usually the first half hour of my editing session is taking all the different audio tracks and making sure they're lined up. And the reason we do it this way is if the Skype session falls down or your net cuts out for a few minutes, you're recording your audio locally, so we know that your audio will be good. Uh, yeah, especially, and, and also that the Skype audio generally isn't the best audio no, it's, quality. No, it's not. It, it, especially if we're dealing with somebody, um, we've, we had a couple of people who were out of the UK this year. We're, you know, I'm East time zone, you're Central time zone. The audio becomes almost very flanged or very radio-like. So if we have their distant audio, it's much easier and it sounds a lot cleaner. And of course, there's a, you'll, you'll do some audio sweetening. If you heard our very first episode, there was not a lot of good audio. Audio sweetening there, and Tammy called you out. Tammy called me out big, <laughs> and and I deserved it. It was really wonderful that Tammy did that because it helps me learn. I mean, at Ray Wenderlich, you don't just learn technology. We 
work as a community and we teach each other things as part of this community. And it's a really wonderful thing. It's, I think it's what really drives this podcast well as, as well. And I'm not just saying that because Ray walked in the room. <laughs> T- T- Tammy is, is definitely very, very blunt in her opinions, but that's a yes. good, but it's, it's not me. It's and, just, and, it's just, and, and, and <laughs> she Tammy tells you says what like, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm overstepping. Like, no, please be critical. Make me a better person at what I'm doing. So we are doing this as sort of an intro for season eight. And as I said in season seven, one of the things that we did was that each of us would would split the season and take a technology each, but this is something that can burn out the talent because you only have so many times you can go back and talk about storyboards. Well, it, it got kind of funny like about halfway through the season where like I felt kind of like you know like we were new parents and we had the babies like it's your turn to take care of the tech. No, it's your turn to take care. <laughs> it really, it was like, can can you come up with something tech wise for the next one? I don't know. And we because I, you you wind up having to switch the schedule around. So for season eight, we're actually going to try to bring in more guests. We're not going to necessarily have more guests every episode, but as you may have heard in our final episode this season, we were able to bring uh, Lillian from Capital One to talk about managing large mobile teams in a corporate level, but we also brought in information about the Android Avalanche, that we're going to do that. So we're bringing in multiple guests, and that way the hosts can sit back and study the topics and better lead and direct the show. Show, and it won't necessarily burn that out quite as quickly. So you won't have to hear six episodes about uh, metal uh, like <laughs> memory yeah. management. So, yeah, six episodes <laughs> about memory management and six episodes about the latest new protocol that's been added. Um, and also, it was kind of tricky. Coming in in, in uh, September, the rush from WWDC was over, and we were trying to play catch-up. So we're looking forward to the fact that the next series will be bridging going into and coming out of WWDC, and there'll be a lot of new tech there. And with the Avalanche, we're going to have a lot more Android on the show. I um, I work for my day job with a team that is very large Android, and me for iOS, and they were really thrilled on some of our episodes, uh, like MVVM, talking about things like randomization um, and and the uh, the universal problem solving system, because that applies across the board. And having those topics that bridge and reach out brings in a lot of the other listeners. So we're really looking for that. Now I've said that we're looking for more guests, and I'm also saying that to everybody who's going to be listening to this edited version of the show. We have an email that is on every podcast and it's on every podcast page. I believe it's podcasts at raywendelick.com. If you have a tech that you'd love to talk about, if you have an experience as a developer where you can share things that you think people might get something out of, if you have a couple of quick um, hints or shortcuts you've found, things like this are great because we really want people to walk away saying, this was nifty, I didn't know that. It's that feeling, if one person walks away from the show going, I didn't know that, and they've gained something out of it, that's really a great crux for this show. Well, also, if you know somebody who's doing something that's really cool, but they're kind of modest, or they don't really like, you know, feel co- like, like what they're doing is important, you can nominate them for us to come and approach them and ask them to be on the podcast. I know um, I when I did NS Brief, I approached a lot of women about being on the podcast. A lot of them would say, oh, I don't really feel comfortable being on there. I'm not doing anything interesting. I don't know why like you would invite me to come on your podcast. And like I feel like, like some people just need a little bit of, of prompting to go, like, no, what you're doing is awesome and you should be talking about it. And sometimes they need a little extra push 
to get that to happen. Now, when you're working for a large company and you want to talk about a project, sometimes during the podcast, you may talk about things and you realize, you know, maybe that probably shouldn't have been in the show. And one of the things that I do with the guests is I like, please listen to your audio, get back to me in a couple of days. If there's anything you need me to cut, if there's something that you feel your department might be happy with, or maybe you've said something improper or it makes your team look awkward, let me know because I can slice it right out. That's why I make an hour worth of material for 20 minutes. And that really helps a lot. Oh, I was just, I was mentally trying to figure out if I said anything bad about Ray that I asked you to say. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about whether or not we were going to put together a, a an outtake show. You know, just because I have tons of material from last season we didn't use, and, and I listened to some of it. So I'd like to say officially, no, there will not be an outtake show. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just use all the stuff that you told me to cut out. <laughs> All right, so what I'd like to do is give you guys a chance, if you have any questions about what we do in the podcast, how things work, uh, about us, that's fine. If you have any questions, please feel free, raise your hand. We have somebody with a microphone who will gladly run up to you. Um, for those listening in, I can tell you that in our audience today, you would not believe the number. Of, I cannot begin <laughs> to count the number of people in this room on a hand. <laughs> um, we definitely have probably about four to five times more than we typically have in a recording session. Not counting the pug. Counting the pug. <laughs> so if there are any questions, we are happy to take a few moments and answer them. Sure, yeah. Louis De La Rosa. Um, I'm representing Capital One. Again. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Louis Louis. My question is, well, I guess two questions. One, how long total does it take you to make an episode? And two, are there any mics you recommend for future guests? Both really good questions. I'm going to take your second question first, which is technology to use. Microphones really run the gamut now, both in price and quality. And then on top of that, certain microphones handle different ranges better. So if you have a high voice or a low voice, you may want to see whether or not the microphone handles those frequency ranges better. In general, a good microphone will work in a silent room fairly well. But at the same time, a really strong microphone may pick up the hum of your computer, cars passing outside your house, and I don't know how many of you are at this point equipped to actually put sound, sound canceling foam on your walls, though I'm highly tempted at home sometimes. So the best thing is, and because that question is a, constantly being answered with new technology, your best option is to search online and do comparisons. So um, I wound up switching microphones about halfway through the show. My first microphone that I had was a USB Audio-Technica side address microphone that I didn't really understand how to use very well. So my uh, audio quality varied considerably between episodes because sometimes I would hit it straight on and other times um, I would be talking to the wrong side of it and it wouldn't be able to pick up my voice. So about halfway through, um, I was gifted the um, microphone that um, I think the Jake. I think it was Jake's. Yep, J Jake's microphone. Um, so like I inherited it from him, and that was a Yeti mi microphone. So um, one thing I'd recommend is like like get I 
generally try to get um, microphones that are about in the hundred dollar range that have a USB connector because like having to set up your own mixing board and other stuff for like a professional quality microphone is a real pain in the butt. And also um, try to look for one that has a cardioid pattern because cardioid patterns kind of have like a dead spot behind the microphone. So mm -hmm. if you're in front of your computer, it's not going to pick up all of the different noises and it's not going to pick up everything around around that, that's around the room in you. And you can actually like like fix it so that it only picks up your voice. Um, I, I also switched uh, shortly into the season. I started with a really cheap mic uh, by a company called Neor. And then I switched to the Rode Podcaster, which was not as cheap. Um, the other thing is that the Neor and other mics, it required phantom power, which was an additional power supply, which would sometimes create a hum. And then I went to a mic that was basically uh, non-powered. And I'm very embarrassed because I did a talk on podcasting for my son's class just about three weeks ago, and I remembered what the two names of those mics were. I think Condenser and, and I'm forgetting yeah. the names. Well, condensers are generally really good microphones. Like um, a dynamic microphone is um, one that's not very responsive, so you can like drop it and it won't break. And that's the one that requires the phantom power. No, the phantom power oh. is the, uh, is, is the uh, condenser mic. Is the condenser mic? Okay, so the Rode Podcaster is a dynamic. Um, and I, well, but, I like it better. But like, I think the Yeti's a condenser. Like, the ones I have are condensers, but they can get power from the, the laptop because you have it plugged into the laptop. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah they didn't the, make the, a hum. Yeah, the, 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 the Neewer had a horrible hum. I'm sorry, we're an audio nerds. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, a, a little secret. So in the past episode, we didn't add for the Android Avalanche, and one of the lines in it was, if you're thinking about jumping to Android, and I have no idea why I have what's known as a pop filter, which is a little piece of foam in a circle that sits in front of the microphone, and then the microphone has a wind sock on it, which is to prevent any air from going in. And for some reason, every time I said, thinking about switching to Android, every time I recorded it, I listened to the um, playback and I heard, thinking about Android? <laughs> and I recorded it 40 times. And I'm sitting there thinking about, just so delicately, and every time my microphone was picking up this Biddle. So if you go back and listen to the last episode to the to the uh, to the commercial, you'll hear I actually duck the sound. So it's like, are you thinking about going to Android? <laughs> because I just I couldn't make it work. Uh, your first question is how long? So obviously there's the planning, which is getting the guest, getting the time set up, and any studying time you want to do on those technologies. Now again, that's for this style. If you're doing a scripted show, if you're doing just a general discussion. That changes. The recording, as I said, is about two and a half hours. As for the editing, I am OCD, and I am taking out breaths, I'm taking out ums, I am rearranging things slightly, I'm trying to find the right sections to put together. When I started doing it at the beginning of the season, it was about 40, 45 hours of editing to do 40 minutes. Now I've got it down to about 10 to 12. See, if I'd been doing it, I would have left all that stuff in. It would have been like, you know, somebody, oh wait, can we, can we cut that out? That'll violate my NDA, and I'll be like, well, oops. What you don't realize is with that <laughs> microphone there, I'll be talking, and I'll be like, so what I was wondering is, um, and you listen to the mic, you'll hear those breaths, and they're really loud, and they really punch through. So what I do is I'll either duck the sound of the breath, so at least you hear like a normal breath, or sometimes I'll cut it. And if you listen to it, I actually have to put breaths in, because if the person's speaking, 
doesn't have an audible breath, their voice will become tiring to you and exhausting. So, so you'll hear the breaths that are left in. You'll hear that they'll or, talk. Or, or they'll sound like Gladys from uh, Portal because... You yeah, sometimes <laughs> if I have noise on it, they'll get very flanged. <laughs> so really now I have to I have an admission and every one of my guests did it this season and Janie did it and I did it whenever I would ask a question so many times people go that's a good question and I'm like thanks wait I did that those. everyone everybody did it every because I, I went back and checked the originals and everybody said it at some point I refuse to believe this <laughs> I could tell you who the worst offender was but I don't want to name somebody who's not here without his permission well that, that narrows it down because we know it wasn't Louie then <laughs> wasn't Louie or Tammy or Tammy <laughs> uh, I'm, my name is Sam Shipman I'm from Willow Tree from where Willow Tree in Charlottesville Virginia okay yay uh, my question is do you ever have any non-technical guests come speak on the podcast so far in season seven, everybody was talking. That's was talking predominantly tech, and that's because the podcast attached to RayWenderlich.com, so it's aimed at developers. Um, well, but th th that's a good point because, like, um, I know that he kind of his the, so Ray's kind of overall philosophy of the podcast is that you should listen to it and then walk away learning something that you didn't know. So, like, I can imagine that in the future, if we had you know like designers on, we had Louis talking about like managing distributed teams. That's as long, as long as it's like a, an actual topic that somebody can listen to and go, huh, I didn't know about that. That is something I can apply in my day-to-day -day life, that that would qualify under the umbrella of being a useful topic on the podcast. Yeah, so. de designer is a really great example because as developers, that intermix that you have with a designer, sometimes there's that communication that has to occur, and it would be good to have the designers to talk about it from the non-technical point of view. So and we, I, I feel kind of like, like designers kind of get a short like, you know, end of the stick on this yeah. because like I did design before I did programming and design is terrifying because you you can you can put a bunch of like thought and effort into putting a design together and you give it to somebody they look and go I don't like it and you say what don't you like about it I don't know it just it bothers me go do something different just do something that isn't this with code code is easy because like it either works or it doesn't it either builds or it doesn't or it doesn't fulfill the requirements but design is very subjective and it's very difficult to go up to somebody that doesn't really know what they want and be able to kind of like interpret what it is that they think that they want and be able to translate that into a, an actual product because a lot of people are not good at articulating what what it is that they have in their heads so design is hard it, it, it is quite possible to actually think about doing a show next season where we have a developer and a designer from the same group and they can each talk about the same project looking at from their points of view so it's a great idea and that email podcast at raywenderlich.com it's a great place, even if you don't want to necessarily be on the show. We have a comment board on the show notes, and you can always email us if you have ideas or questions or the like. So we are always looking for things like that. I'm Drew Bristow. I'm Ray's cousin, so that's the only reason why I'm here. <laughs> but <laughs> thanks, uh, Drew. Yeah. Uh, so Drew, with someone Drew. who's not into like you know super development or code and stuff like that, would I be able to either ask questions or like prompt topics on that are about things just in the general field of technical studies that I would like to know more about? or would like to see what other people feel about. Yeah, I am more than, I, I would love to see people post questions to the podcast email. 
Um, and the Twitters are always online for the hosts and the guests. So that's always open. There's a very open community there. And again, with the show notes, it's attached to the message boards on the Ray Wenderlich site. So if there was something in a specific episode or you want a clarification, whoever is tied to that episode can look at that and possibly give you more clarification. So it, it is very open. And just, I, I know, kind of know over the last couple of years that, that Ray's kind of um, transitioned more of the um, top topics and um, materials more towards like intermediate and advanced developers because when I was here two years ago like they had an uh, like entry-level Swift track and like nobody went to any of the talks because mm -hmm. they were, wanted to push themselves a little bit further so like um, I don't know if we want to get back to having more of like the entry-level stuff where we're just kind of assuming that anybody who's coming to the site already has been doing this for a few years or already knows what we're talking about and is like kind of in the more intermediate to advanced range and I, I, I feel really bad if we left all of these other people behind because we all had to start somewhere. I mean, all the books are there with the introductory material. That's true. The interesting thing about the podcast, which differs from all of the other material on Ray's site, is that we can't have people come on and start saying, well, this API, and start giving SDK calls. Because it's an audio platform, it's an audio medium, it's really hard to parse that kind of information. So we're looking at things sometimes on an on an outside conceptual level. We did a, a talk on Unity, and some of the Unity stuff was, well, how does Unity work in a different way from seeing Kit? So we're getting into gritty levels of these technologies, but we're not doing it in an API level. And that can be tricky sometimes, because sometimes you want that specific question answered. And I think the forums give you that sort of springboard to say, OK, now if I wanted to do this, then you have that access to get the more written information. I want to mention some names. Uh, because the, the, the Ray Wendell podcast, even though it was sort of renewed itself this season with Janie and I, we didn't say season one with us. It was season seven. Because there's a lot of good material. We try to make these shows timely, but at the same time, not discardable. Just because we did a show three years ago, for example, the Universal Problem Solving, that is a show that you can go back to many times. When we talk about technologies like MVVM and we're talking about a conceptual technology, there's a lot of good material. There. Well, I mean, like, I was a guest on the podcast several seasons ago, and like the, the topic I was asked to talk about was engaging the developer community. So, like, I was asked kind of like how I went from like nobody knowing who I was to being like everywhere in six months. And I talked about like going to the conferences and writing the books and handing out the pug stickers and trying to do whatever I could to differentiate myself. And so that's a topic that isn't really going to change much. As a result, I want to draw very important attention to some names. And Tammy Koran, who did the opening remarks, is one of the founders of the RW podcast. And she, along with Felipe Lasso Marcetti, oh, who's here. Felipe, Felipe, Felipe was one Fe of the people. Felipe, and, uh, Felipe lives in Ecuador, and he's deathly afraid of flying, so we're, we're, none of us have seen him in person. <laughs> um, so, so he's here with us in spirit. <laughs> And then there's Jake Gunderson and McPringle, who took it over for a fairly long time. And these people are part of the DNA. This show would not be this show without their work and their evolution. And one of the other things that we really haven't been telling people about, and it's, um, it's a killer for me, but not quite as much as it is for Janie, is that we are going to be making Janie podcaster emeritus after this season. We are going to be bringing on a new co-host for the show. So if you've really been bitten by the podcasting bug, and everyone listening in as well, send interest to podcasts at raywendelick.com. 
Um, Janie has been my partner, my, my, my co-conspirator, has uh, come up with references that even I sit back and go, where the hell did you get that from? <laughs> and uh, Janie will not be gone. She will be coming back for episodes to, to rain terror from above, uh, or at least rain pugs from below. But, I'm like the master. Like you know, I come back as the mistress, and you can't get rid of me. But, and I, I, I am. This is personal. I am personally looking for a podcaster emeritus gift for Janie to thank her for all of what she has done. If, if I could ask for a moment, some wonderful applause for Janie and all the work she has done on the show this year. That's what we've got in store for season eight. It's going to be. More of the same with differences and changes. And we take information from you, the people who come in and talk on the show, the people who come in and contribute ideas to the show. It is really what builds up all of the material for RayWinderlich.com. It's finding those things that people want to talk about, people want to hear about, and apparently people keep listening to. And we're really excited about that. And we're really excited for season eight. So. I think that pretty much covers things up, and that thing you hear at the beginning of every episode and the end of every episode, I tack it on, and then I have to edit around it. So it was like, and that's a wrap. And I was like, okay, so now what do I say? I was like, okay, well, back at the Emerald Castle, because it's Ray Wenderlich Green, and it's always Ray's voice, so we thank you all for coming today. We thank everybody who listens to the show, and we hope you'll all continue to listen to the show, subscribe, and leave a positive comment on iTunes. <laughs> But in the meantime, until season eight, we see you all in about a month and a half. Back to you, Ray. And that's a wrap. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to the RayWenderlich.com podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to leave a rating on iTunes. See you next time.